Welcome to a Backyard Ultra podcast. In this episode, Liv Compton and Kirsty Ferguson came on, just after being the last two females standing at the Australian Backyard Masters. Here you go. Okay, Liv and Kirsty, how are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Thank how are you? Good, good. Well done on your race at the Masters. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, um, Liv, you must have pulled up all right because you ran, you ran the course record at Early Beach Marathon. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, yeah. It, I actually beat my own course record from two years ago, so I knew I had it in me, but it all kind of depends on who I'm competing against and, you know, lucky me because it didn't attend, so <laughs> I had a good chance of winning it. <laughs> Did you pull up all right? Absolute machine. Did you pull up all right from the Masters, Kirsty? Were you injured? Like how come you didn't run it too? Oh, I just... I'm just not lightly, but I just can't back it up. <laughs> I'm a bit older, so I just need longer to recover, really. Um, and, yeah, I haven't done much running since the Masters uh, just because busy with kids and kids' sports. So I went to cheer on and volunteered, and it was awesome to watch Liv achieve what she did yesterday. I, I get so emotional when I watch her run. <laughs> I feel like I'm running it with her and part of it, but she did amazing and, yeah. She's having an awesome year, yeah. cracker of a year, actually. Yeah. It looks like it, um, it's like right along the beach. It looks like it must be a scenic course. It's absolutely beautiful. We talk about this. Like it must be one of the nicest marathon courses, you know, around Australia. But it's where we train as well. So doing that loop four times, it's like, oh, so sick of it. <laughs> but if you're coming from, you know, another town, <laughs> it's, yeah, absolutely recommend it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I had a look at the course and it's like a, it's an out and back with a little turn on one end that you do about, yeah, four times, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it was getting pretty windy at the end of it as well. So heading towards back into early out on the marina, um, yeah, had a pretty strong headwind. So that was pretty tough the last few kilometres, but, yeah, it is it is pretty nice running yeah. and it's like the temperatures are absolutely beautiful at the moment too, so very nice running, running conditions. Mm. Um, so when did you guys decide that you would run at the Masters? I'll let you answer that one, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, um, we did Clint Eastwood and we both did 24 hours or 25 hours there, which was pretty awesome. And then Masters came up and we were like, oh, it's 35 loops, you know. Oh, we should have just kept running when we did Clint Eastwood, but we both, yeah, got everyone gets into that headspace and we stopped and you go, we're not going to regret it, but we did. And then when it came to 30, 30 I think it was 30 hours was it that he opened up again and then he said the 24 hours and we're like because when it was at the 30 we're like okay well maybe if we do a race somewhere else and we looked at the MVP in Melbourne so we oh. were going to start training for that but then I had to have surgery in the November so I was out from doing the MVP and then he opened it up and we're like we've got to get on this and we've got to do it so that's when we booked to do the Masters and, wow, what an experience. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Because um, I know, Liv, you were you ran Dead Cow Gully at the annual event earlier this year, didn't you? 
No, I went last year, not this oh. year, so I had to be one or the other. Yeah. But, yeah, I was definitely going to come back. Um, So I did book for uh, Enter Dead Cow Gully, but then, you know, when the Masters came up, I, I decided to do that instead. But, yeah, one of the other girls from the running club did the Dead Cow Gully earlier this year. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely want to come back again next year and do it again. Yeah. Uh, were you familiar with the course, Kirsty? Had you been to Dead Cow Gully before? No, I had no idea. <laughs> and then Liv and I ran it that morning, um, the day before, and I had the worst night's sleep because I was like, oh, my gosh. I, I knew it would be like the terrain would be a bit different, but I was like I didn't realise it would. I don't know what I was thinking actually, but, yeah, I started doubting myself. But once we got going, it was beautiful. I have yeah. to say it's one of my favourite places. Yeah, yeah. The um, you, you didn't sleep on course though, did you? Did you just stay in a hotel in town, or yeah, yeah we, we glamped it up. <laughs> do not do not regret that. That was nice getting that a good night's sleep the night before the race. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I stayed in a hotel yeah. as well, but um, yeah, it didn't really work for me. I still pulled out earlier than I hope, but oh well. <laughs> the um so you've you've both done a few backyard ultras together. Are they your favorite race format? I'm not sure. We say every time that this is going to be our last one. Oh, really? And then yeah. you know Kirsty's already signed up for Herdies and I'm doing Dead Cow next year. Um hopefully. So I don't know, is it our favorite Kirsty? It's, I think it's my favourite because I'm not a fast runner. So for myself, it's a great format. You know, you go back around and you all start again at the same time. Um, so I love that because then I feel like, I'm, you know, you're seeing everyone all the time. But Liv's just amazing at every event. She's a fast 5K runner. She's an awesome marathon runner. So she can just, and she's an awesome trail runner. So she's just got it all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd say it's my favourite format. Yeah. And, and you're going to Herdies um, next year, are you? You're signed up and ready to go? I've signed up. Um, I've paid my entry. And, yeah, I hope to go. It's just got to work out logistics with family and with because I've got the two younger girls and my husband. So my sister's definitely signed up to crew me, which is awesome. Um, and she even messaged me today to say that there's flights on sale for her to get over there. Um, so the plan is, yes, I'd like to do that in March. Yeah, cool. I'll see you there because I'm signed up for Herdies. Oh, you do it? I thought you were doing the one in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that as well. Yeah. Oh, so you're doing the back, the backyard, and the front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah so I'm doing birdies, which is yeah, only a couple of weeks away, and then. I signed up for Herdies ages ago, so I'll be there for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I perfect. We'll have to chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so how long have you guys been friends for? When did we meet? Oh. Three years ago? Yeah, and it's bizarre how we met as well. Um, I met Liv. I was working for a company where I helped uh, people with disabilities get into employment. So I went out to Liv's workplace and I was working with this client and then we just got chatting and then, yeah, our running started from there and it's been an awesome journey. 
Yeah. I actually wanted yeah. to start the running, start join, uh, join the running club. And then we started talking about it. And then you said, Oh, you got to come to Park Run tomorrow. And um, <laughs> lucky enough, it was the pub run the same day, the, the Whitsun uh, Running Club pub run. So that's how we kind of got to know each other as well. It was a great start to a long friendship. Yeah, it's a yeah. very long one. Yeah. So when you both met, had you were you not runners then but and you decided together that you would start running or um no, no i've been i've been a runner for oh, yeah. as long as i can remember yeah, <laughs> yeah. this was only three years ago <laughs> right yeah yeah so how long yeah so how long have you both been running for you've been running for pretty much ever live have you i started when i was about 13. it was my mom she was a runner my dad was a runner and then i yeah kind of started like that with short little 10k races and then yeah just yeah started getting you know 15 21 you know marathon <laughs> and then now back at ultras yeah. yeah yeah and what about you Kirsty? how long have you been running for uh I did little athletics as a kid um growing up in Melbourne um so I did that pretty much till I was 18 and then or 16 I think it is and then I stopped running and then it wasn't until I um I'm, I worked on boats and I was living on Hamilton Island and there was a guy called Steve Jackson. He runs a few of, he runs like the Hilly Half or organises that and I think he organises events down south now around the Sunshine Coast and he got me back into running over there. So I got to run on Hamilton Island um, and then I was working on boats, so I used to travel up and down the coast, so I just used to run where I could um, and then had kids, so kind of fell out of running a little bit with that um, and then got back into that after my first one was born um, but was just doing like 10Ks and half marathons. And then after my second was born, so maybe only in the last eight years, I guess, really, running a lot more but I'd say maybe in the last four years you know stepping up and doing these bigger events I never thought I would ever run this kind of distance but um we're really lucky in our little community up here in the Whit Sundays we've got an amazing group of female runners and we're all so supportive of one another and I guess you know, there was um, one of them did, I think, the UTA 100, and we were all like, oh, wow, that's amazing. We want to do that. And then Chris Murphy, um, he did the Clint Eastwood and got the Australian record back then, I think, when it was 46 loops. Um, so he then got us into the Backyard Ultras. So we were all heading down to do Dead Cow Gully, I think, maybe three years ago. And then COVID hit, so there was four of us girls going down there and then we couldn't go because of COVID. So we did our own one up here and we called it, I think, Live Cow Gully, was it, Liv? Live Cow Gully, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. yeah, so I think because Dead Cow when we did Live Cow. Um, so then we did that and then, yeah, we've just, I don't know, we just got such a beautiful group of, you know, supportive runners, like community that, yeah, I think it's just pushed us all individually to try something different. And, yeah, I think we've done, like, the BTU 60 together. Um, and then, yeah, I think when we first did our live cow, we were, like, amazed that we ran 80 kilometres. I think it was the biggest highlight. <laughs> and then I look now. <laughs> 
but you know all of us walking cane the next day could not could not (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't walk for about two weeks after that it was crazy and it did something to my back and I just kept putting ice on it because I'm like I'm not quitting I'm gonna keep going (laughs) um yeah so that's yeah where my running journey kind of started and I don't know I feel like it's only just started actually like I never thought you know I would run an ultra let alone running over 200 kilometers at dead cow gully so who knows hopefully it goes for many more years but I definitely can't um do more than one a year I think that's my limit one big run a year just with the training commitment and having family Mm. um I think that's my threshold but I just have to find some little runs to do in between yeah because I saw you were doing some pretty serious runs leading up to dead cow gully like I think you did 40 k's one day and then the very next day you did 60 k's together so like 100 k's over 24 hours yeah, it was funny when we first started training for Dead Cow. We were no, so when yeah, when we started training for Dead Cow, because Clint Eastwood, we kind of finished at twenty four, but our legs were really hurting at I think about twenty loops. We were like, I think we need to ramp up our training, um, but unfortunately, I can't do a lot of training during the week when my husband's away, so. I have to make up on a Friday. So Liv gets a lot of hers done as much as she can during the week. Then I try and catch up on my Friday and then we try and do like a big run together when our husbands are home. Yeah, yeah. And so and that's why, you, yeah, there was a few big days. Um, so where you live, like I think it's like, like around the Early Beach area, but you you call it the Wheat Sunday. So we're like, is Hamilton Island just offshore or is it? far away yeah we call it the with sundays because i don't know it's yes hamilton island is an island obviously um and then with sundays is also bowen so we have people from bowen in the with sundays running club um but yeah it's pretty much you know at early beach when we say with sundays is you know yeah yeah early beach and the island yeah Yeah. because i looked it up on um, google maps to kind of like figure out where it was and it is pretty far up north, so like you would you would have to watch out for crocs when you go running, yeah. Mm, depends when you where you run. We don't really go swimming in the Proserpine River if that's what you're thinking about. But <laughs> yeah, no, we're pretty safe. <laughs> it's the snakes we have to watch out for. We saw a few snakes on our night runs, actually. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess. Because Liv lives in Cannonvale, I live in Strathdickie, so I'm like 10 minutes out from Early Beach area. I think that's why we just say the Wit Sundays, because if you say a suburb, people are like, where are you talking about? Yeah. Um, but definitely there's crocodiles out offshore and there's crocodiles in our rivers, but there's none where we're running. It's just the snakes we have to watch out for. And what other animals have we seen, Liv? Wild pigs, a few. <laughs> oh, the wild pigs, yeah. Pigs. Yeah. Yeah, they're big too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about cane toads. Like, are they there too, are they? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they're not too bad, though, like they used to be. I don't find them as bad, but. Like, as, as yeah, they're definitely. Of them. 
they're just ugly things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just the way they get up on their legs and they're just, yeah, yeah they're yeah. not attractive. Um, oh, and the plovers. The plovers always get us. The birds, yeah, yeah, on my street, they're terrible. I must look so funny when I'm running down the street and I'm swearing at these birds and I'm waving my hands and my hats and they're just attacking me. But, yeah, <laughs> um, I haven't come up with a device yet to get rid of them. Yeah. So um, I've actually been surprised by the number of people I've spoken to on this podcast to rather than like work their way up to ultra distances, they kind of just jump straight into ultras. But by the sound of things like Liv, like you did, you've been running your whole life. But um, yeah. Kirsty, did you, did you make the jump straight into ultras or did you like gradually work your way up as well? Well, uh, no, we've done, like, I've done the marathon and then Liv and I did and another friend did the 60K, the BTU, and then from there you're pretty much into the backyards. Mm-hmm. So, so we started we did 12 loops, 18 loops, 24 loops, you know. Yeah. And now 30, yeah. 35, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure about you guys, but when I speak to people who don't run, they're not really all that interested in ultras. Like as soon as they, t- as soon as I tell them I'm a runner, and I do ultra running, like their eyes glaze over and they're like, they lose interest. They don't want to talk to me anymore. Um, so, and not many. That, I don't really know many people who like, like it, and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast was just so I could talk to people who do it. But um, do you remember what drew you towards running ultras, Liv? Um, I am a very competitive person. Like I like to run fast. So I like to, you know, PB and a marathon or 5K or whatever. But in a back at ultra, you know, you don't need to be a fast runner. There's no one competing. You all start, you know, um, you know, each loop, you're all you're on all the leaders, you know. Um, so I think mentally, like, it's a lot better better for me to do these type of runs. Like, I feel a lot more relaxed and calm and, yeah, and it's a lot more enjoyable. You can talk to people, you know, get to have a little break, a rest, and, you know, I can run a fast loop if I want to, but it's not needed. So, yeah, that's why I like them. And mentally, you know, um, you know, big, long training runs leading up to a backyard ultra. I love it, especially with Kirsty. Because, you know, we can be quiet, we can be chatty, we can, like, have a bad day, a good day, anything, you know, um, so good. Love it. One of the other things I um, noticed at um, the Masters just recently is, like, the good thing about Backyard Ultras as well is, like, you're actually there for the drama. Like, you'll be there when runners don't continue or they turn back as well. Like, whereas in a point-to-point ultra, if someone pulls out like no one saw it like like but you mm-hmm. actually see it all at at a, at a um, backyard ultra yeah and another thing i guess too is to crew because i think you know we find it very hard to ask someone to crew us but we've had you know annabelle she's crewed us twice now and she loves it you know she want to come and crew us next time just because she's part of our team. She's part of the back at Ultra, even though she's not running. Yeah. So it's good to have someone to share that with as well. Yeah. Did she come down mm. to the Masters with you? Yeah, yeah, she was there. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so she ran Dead Cow at Easter, um, and then, yeah, she came to crew us, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this was the first time I'd ever been to Queensland and got cold. Um, <laughs> and I'd imagine that, like, coming from f further north, it wouldn't get cut that cold there. So was this, like, freezing for you as well? Um, for me, it was freezing. That lives Norwegian, so she's used to the cold, but I still think it was cold for her. <laughs> oh, I was so cold. <laughs> it doesn't get that cold up here. Like, I start wearing my thermals when it's, like, less than 10 degrees. <laughs> That's cold for us up here. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I, I hated the cold during the night and did not enjoy that at all. Yeah, it was freezing. Yeah. How long yeah. was the drive to Nanango from where you are? About 11 hours, 12 hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it in one day, coming down and back up. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. yeah. How long yeah. did you do yeah. there from Melbourne? Uh, we did it over three days. Well, we stopped. We made two stops on the way up. So I think the longest driving I did was about nine. Mm. I was okay. thinking maybe we'll, wow. we'll just go crazy and do it over one night, but I thought, nah, better just do it over two and spend this time. Because it's so boring doing that much driving. Yeah, that's a yeah. challenge. Because there's like all these amazing events that we want to do, but it's just too much travelling involved. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's really hard. You've got to choose, you know, one or two events every year. can't really do more than that. We do all the local event events, but can't really do, yeah, yeah, too well, many out of town. Yeah, I think that's one of the good things about the Masters as well is because it was like a, a special race, um, you got all the best runners in the one place and it's really hard to do that in Australia because it is such a big country. Like, yeah, it was pretty amazing to have, you know, the runners that were there um you know to have harvey to come over from america and then you know running with the girls from new zealand but i loved also that it was people from all walks of life as well like it wasn't just the top runners like to see so many you know fem other female runners in australia come that was really cool as well like um and being able to encourage them, that's what I love about the backyard, especially on the night loop, even though it was boring. It was still nice because you could see some other runners, so you could, you know, cheer on the other girls that were coming past. Um, that's what I really liked about the night bit. That kept me going, really, just seeing other people on as you're passing them just to cheer people on because I honestly thought that night loop was the hilliest loop I've ever come across. And then the next day when I drove it, it was dead flat. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know how I thought it was all uphill. Like I thought it was all downhill to the roundabout, I mean to the turnaround, and then it was all uphill. And I honestly thought the bit from the Welsh Road up was like this massive climb, but it was dead flat. Yeah. Well, it definitely felt pretty steep when I, when I was doing it too, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't just me. <laughs> Um, so as you train together um, and spend a lot of time together, like running and whatever, driving to the race, 
Like, I reckon you would have talked a lot about the race and tactics and planned it all. So did you come into the race with, like, a, a solid plan of attack? Um, we did tell each other that we none of us were going to pull out unless we got injured or timed out. We were going to keep encourage, encouraging each other to keep going. We weren't going to pull out. So that was kind of our main tactics, wasn't it, Kirsty? Yeah, and then we'd always said we want to go above the 25, um, but we were really scared to use numbers. Like we did talk about what other people have achieved and what other, um, you know, the female runners have achieved because they've all done amazing. So we had like those numbers, but we, you know, I think we, our goal was to get past the 25 again. And then I guess we were, you know, it's so hard to say what you want to do. Like in your head you can go, I want to do this, I want to do that. But we never really, we just said we want to get over 25 and, you know, where to keep pushing one another and if one drops, the other has to keep going. Um, yeah. Oh, and we did say, though, if one dropped, you know, we remove ourselves from the, like, the, the um, you know, unless you're going to be there to cheer on and stuff. Um, we would pull ourselves away from the event and just leave the crew. Um, so that was really our only little tips and it was just, yeah, to enjoy ourselves really. Yeah. Enjoy the experience. Yeah. So were there any times like well before you finished or any times where you did have to like like um, encourage the other person to like keep going and when they were almost almost pulling out or anything like that oh i have i had a massive breakdown around 27 loops i think i was just so tired i just wanted to sleep yeah. i was done um it wasn't kirsty but it was annabelle we were in the starting corral and i was crying like i did not want to go back out there and she's she said to me you have to leave you're not done yet and I screamed at her saying, you can't force me to go back out there. And she said, yes, I can. And then I just grabbed my water bottle and just went out there and I was so pissed off. I think I said some mean words to Kirsty as well. And I came back the happiest person ever, like just yeah. a totally new person. Took, you know, my 45 minutes just to reflect on what I was actually thinking about doing. And I was, yeah, it's crazy. And then I was back into it again. <laughs> I think um, you lived, I think you lost your momentum a bit because Tammy injured herself on lap 23 or was it 24? Yeah, 23. Tw no, 24, I think, yeah. Yeah, she was going out to do lap 24 and Liv was running with her at the time and, I don't know, for once I must have been in front, which is really strange. <laughs> um, and, yeah, she fell over and hurt herself and then Liv had that, you know, do I stay and felt so bad when she got back that you know Tammy walked back by herself and I think that really threw Liv and I think over those three laps like that was playing on your mind when you got to that 27 um but for Liv to pull herself out of that space was absolutely amazing because you know I, and I think that's by just doing the other backyards when you've got yourself into a dark spot you go you know you think you can get yourself out but then you don't so for Liv to be able to turn herself around was awesome and especially it's so hard when you when you know Tammy's become a good friend of ours now through these backyards we met her at Clint Eastwood 
and you just want the best for them. So when someone gets hurt, you know, it does affect you. And then it, I guess it when you're sleep deprived and everything, it plays on your mind. So I think that was a big part of Liv's dip. Um, but to be able to pull herself out was incredible. Yeah. Um, I think um, she actually ended up, she broke her thumb or broke her hand, Tammy did. Yeah. 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 Her, uh, yeah, I think it was her thumb, one yeah. of her fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did you write out? Did you have like an hour by hour nutrition plan? Did you have all that type of thing written out and planned? Mm, well, we've, nutrition's been pretty easy for me because I can eat pretty much whatever and I don't have any problems. It's been more of a challenge challenge for Kirsty. I just had certain things that I wanted to eat at, in the morning and middle of the day and night time and then just have fruit and stuff in between. Um, but, yeah, the nutrition for me is not really that big of a deal. Like I'll, I'll make sure that I have my tailwind um, and have some good, decent, you know, like I eat the same thing for breakfast or out on, you know, in a back at Ultra as I do at home. Um, and then we had some you know, a pumpkin soup and things like that. But to me, it doesn't really matter as long as I'm not, you know, hungry and run out of, you know, energy and things like that. It's more difficult for Kirsty, I think, than for myself. Yeah. Did Did you write out anything, mm -hmm. Kirsty? What What? How did your plan look? Um, I just I don't write it out, but I know that I need to have um, a certain amount of tailwind each loop. Um, I don't need to eat every loop, but, you know, having the main meals that we do. But my biggest um, issue that I have is with um, my fluid intake and then trying to obtain that. So um, that's been a battle. Like Clint Eastwood didn't have the best experience and I had like I think 21 laps of just, you know, dealing with it. Um, and it's really hard for a female when they need to go to the toilet on the course because there's men around every corner <laughs> and there was nowhere to hide on Dead Cow Gully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I have to say my nutrition was spot on, though, for uh, the first day. Um, sorry, not the first day, for the daylight and then into the evening. And then I don't know, I've been speaking to Tailwind, they've been amazing um, just to try and work out why I can't retain my fluids. And so, yeah, and I need to speak to a sports nutritionist or something to look further into that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know why I had the issue, why I had to withdraw, like, um, from the race. I don't know why, how that came on um, because I still felt really good. I don't know if I had reduced my um I was needing to go to the toilet so often I then changed my intake of fluids and that affected me and I maybe I was dehydrated but I thought I was fine um you know and with the crew like I they pretty much I've got up to 24 hours or around 20 hours is exactly what I took in and what I didn't and then of course you know we had my sister and Annabelle so they were sharing so one of them would go home and have a rest while the other one was crewing. So I think it got to a point where they couldn't crew us and keep note of everything as well. So I think that's what I've got to work on um, for my next race and just work out why I have issues with the fluids. You know, 
we train and it's really hot up here, so I don't have an issue when I'm up here. But just when I go to that colder climate, I do, and I tried to adjust it and it worked really well, as I said, through the day. But then at night, yeah, I just couldn't hold on. I just had to keep going to the bathroom and it was... <laughs> And the nightly, <laughs> I don't know how many spotlights <laughs> would have shone on me, but I tried to hide. Um, but it was hard. Like it's mm. that's one, you know, for a female out on course, it's really difficult. But um, someone did mention to me about a shiwi, so I might have to look into those. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, um, I, I for some reason I thought that you pulled out because you were injured. I didn't realise that that's what happened. Yeah, I had um, blood in my urine, so I, oh. um, yeah, and I I talked to my crew about it and we were like, yep, keep going, you'll be fine. And then uh, when I was out on lap 32, yeah, I was running with Johan and I was feeling great. Like we were talking about a little strategy for the evening and I was, you know, going to, I was just doing the three-minute walk run with him and two minute walk and we were still coming back in around 52 minutes um and I physically felt good but then I had, Dan caught up with us and I had to go to the bathroom and then when I went I was like oh and I just asked Dan a lot of the boys and Dan's like oh you know you really need to let Tim know because this is what's happened to other people I know and then of course I got scared and you know I've got a family we're out in the middle of nowhere I just all those things came into my head but um yeah Tim was just like I think it's best you know it's happened to other people previously as well um and yeah it's best to withdraw so yeah. I did and I'll, I'm waiting to see my doctor to look more further into it um but yeah I have a feeling it's around my hydration right yeah so you must have been um I don't know, you must have been pretty devastated to have to pull out for something that you couldn't control like that. Like when you weren't injured, it was kind of just one of those things. Like yeah. It's a really weird, like I was devastated, but then at the end of the day I'm a mum and, you know, I've got a husband and, you know, I, you know, I can do it again. I can run again. I can do the race again. Um, just means I have to go back and do it again, which is fine. Like I was gutted at the time, but. You know, I was, it is what it is. I can't can't change it. Um, but the best thing is I just got to watch live and then I was sitting there and I was like, what's, who's that running in at 38 minutes on a loop and it's bloody live running out the stretch and I was like, wow, this is just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, that was hard too for live because, you know, yeah, you don't want to see someone you care for have to withdraw. So then that was most probably it another big impact on live as well like mentally um but yeah i would have oh, loved was, to have stayed was, out there as much as i could i was devastated when you had to pull out and everything that was going through my head was okay i need to pull out too because we've been training together we've been doing this together and if i keep going like um you know that's not the right thing to do it is so. the right thing <laughs> I did do another loop and I came back and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm the last female. i got nothing against all these other men here. They've done, you know, 40-plus loops. You know, there's no need for me to be here anymore. And then, um, yeah, Kim came up, no, Kim, um, Tim came up to me and, and um, 
yeah, and said, um, you know, if you do a couple of more loops, you know, top five female in Australia, and I'm like, mm, sure, I can do that. <laughs> and that was easy. So I don't know, you know, you can always think think back and, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But at the time I was done, but I still think I could have done, you know, I could have done you more. You still had more in you. Yeah, yeah, I had more in me. But. <laughs> um, were you getting um, much sleep during the night or did you plan on getting any sleep during that first night? Um, during Clint Eastwood, I managed to have like quick little five, ten-minute snoozes, but um, at this time I, I couldn't. Like we tried to have a little rest, but it was just so freaking cold. Um, yeah, I, I didn't sleep. We just closed our eyes for, you know, 10 minutes and got back out there. I don't know about you, Kirsty, if you fell asleep or? No, I'm, I can go without sleep, though. I'm not a big, like, I can manage without sleep. So that wasn't a, a big issue. I was, I think, at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning. I remember swearing and I was just like, it's so goddamn cold. Like, <laughs> And I, like, I was just in one of those moments but. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't have, like, I tried to shut my eyes for one or two minutes, but, yeah, I, it's more just resting the eyelids. I don't think I actually slept. Yeah. But I definitely closed my eyes when I came in. Um, but, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how long I could go without sleep, but I'm not a, like, yeah, I don't need a lot of sleep. Mm. Uh, how did you guys manage the really cold night was it just a case of just putting on as many layers as you could and just keeping warm that way we were really lucky at, at, at on the saturday night as it was getting um i think on our final loop on the day loop our crew made up a little bucket with warm water so we did like a we changed our tops, so we washed our whole top body with nice warm water and put fresh clothes on. And then on our next loop around, we then washed our bottom part and then we put fresh bottoms on. So that way we weren't in our wet, sweaty clothes. Like I did hear a lot of people say they're still in their day clothes and they're really cold. And I'm like, oh, come and get a bucket from us, get your crew to give you a warm bath just to warm yourself up. Yeah. Um, so we were really lucky with our crew and then, when we would come in at night, as soon as we came in, they'd wrap us in a fleecy blanket and then give us a hot water bottle yeah. and then also um, put our sleeping bags over us as well. So we were really lucky in that way to try and keep warm. But I just remember getting back into that corral and I'm normally a walker at the start and then run, but I had to run to that first turnaround just to get warm. Yeah, yeah. Was, you, I use those heat packs as well yeah. in my hands. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you had a pretty good plan, like, to manage the cold. But I, I, I kind of regret not trying more, like, at least, like, some warm soup or something like that. Did you have more warm food um, overnight? Yeah, we, yeah, we had warm soup. Yeah. yeah, and also um, I remember uh, Annabelle gave me warm water, but... Um, when I was speaking to Tailwind, Gavin gave me a really good suggestion. He said to through the night when it's cold, drink warm Tailwind. Mm. So just put warm water into your um, flask and have that. I was yeah. like, oh, didn't think of that one. That's a great idea. 
yeah yeah um so although it was like um i think everyone who made it through to that first night loop they were they were in good condition did you like that mental change that that um that the changing course gave you I didn't mind the night loop. It was very boring and it was cold. Um, but I started listening to, you know, a podcast, some music and things like that. That's how, how I got through tonight. I didn't really talk much. Curse is more of a talker out on course than what I am. So I just wanted to get through the night. Yeah, even though it was boring, you know, I just kind of got the got it done. So, you know, when daylight came, I felt I felt pretty good. Like even though it was cold, it wasn't. It was still manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Were you running side by side all night, or were you just like running at your own pace? The night was I, funny because I would run off, which is not normally like me, and then live. I would mostly be in front of Liv to the. Some of it we ran together, but some loops I would be in front of Liv, and then she would come past me coming back towards. Yeah, yeah but. We didn't run a lot together through the night. Um, we just kind of just did our own thing. But, yeah, we, I know there was a stage, I think, we helped Tammy because Tammy wasn't feeling too well at one stage. So we all ran together for a bit with Tammy to get her through and then she came good again as well, which was awesome. But kind of think, yeah, Liv was listening to her music and I was trying not to use music until I needed it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of, that was just, do what you had to because it was so cold. I don't think I could even speak because it was that cold. Yeah. Like I am a chatty person on course and I would talk to people. I just chewed Helen's ear off a bit, I think, on course <laughs> on the night loop. But, um, yeah, it was too cold to talk. <laughs> yeah. Were you running your loops faster at night just to, just to get back and just to warm up as well? Like how fast do you think you were running those night loops? I think I run them a little bit faster than the day loops, but I tend to start my loops pretty slow and then I just keep, yeah, start running faster and faster because I get I get a bit <laughs> bored and sick of it. So, yeah, that, that's just how I do it and it kind of works. Um, but I think I was getting back around 48 minutes around that mark, maybe a little bit faster, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty much the same the whole way. I was just about 51, 52 minutes. Yeah. I didn't really change from the day to the night because I thought I was climbing mountains at night time when I clearly wasn't. <laughs> and um, we did you wear tutus for the 22nd loop as well? Yes, we did. And um, it was hard because, you know, you have to get out of your chair and then put the tutu on and Tammy was next to us, so she had hers on. And Kirsty said to me, like, oh, just forget about the tutu. So we're like, no, no, we've got to do it, got to do it, because we didn't know whether anyone else was going to do it or not. Yeah. And then we got out there and it was like this big group of people wearing tutus. So, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Too bad yeah. it was in the middle of it. Oh, early, early morning. Yeah, in the yeah. dark, but it was yeah. Yeah, because I saw there was a photo taken, but yeah, it was a bit too dark to make out some of the people, which is a bit unfortunate. Yeah, and no, I was completely covered up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so when I spoke to um, Aaron, Tim, and Johan, they, they did a lot of running together 
um, during the Masters. And, and they talked about how they took in turns to watch the clock and, like, so did you do um, work together like that? Like you would take in turns to um, watch the clock and say when to run and when to walk and things like that? Mm, Kirsty and I, we've, we're very different runners. So we don't really run much together when we're out on course. And I know I can I can complete the lap because I I don't do much walking. Um, and I find it hard because there's a lot less female runners on the course than there are male runners. And I think with more female runners on the course, it would be easier to, you know, create that little, you know, groove or, yeah, you find, you know, the, the people that you you have the kind of same pace with um, and the same same ideas, but yeah, it's really hard. It's, I'm not saying we can't run with men, but you know, I think female we think a little bit differently about certain things. So I definitely, um, I was missing some more female runners out on the course. That would have been a big advantage, especially on the second day and going into the second night. If yeah, there were any left, I don't know about where you, Kirsty. Yeah, we ran some loops together. Um, I, we did some with Tammy at the start too, like we would do, she was doing a run walk thing. I'd never really, like when I did Clint Eastwood, we did a lot more, I felt, I did a lot more walking at Clint Eastwood, um, but I don't think I did. I just felt like it because my laps were faster at Clint Eastwood. So I, yeah, I did a bit of run walking, but I wasn't really, I found checkpoints. So I kind of knew if I walked from a gate to a gate or a, you know, I had points where I walked from. So I think that's where I found going into the night really hard because you didn't have any checkpoints, so you did need to use your watch. But I was behind, like, um, Johan and um, Tim and Aaron. Aaron, yeah, um, like, at times. So at night I was near them quite a bit. I'd hear them all, like, I must have talked past them while they were walking and then when I started walking, they were running. Um, so, yeah, something like that would have been good to jump on to. Um, but I was with Helen, like I was walking when she was walking pretty much or just catching her as she was about to run and I was walking. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really have a plan with that part of it, but I, I will take that into my next race. I did like that because with Johan, I was doing that at, um, I think from lap third, I did it in for a couple of laps and I was getting a bit nervous thinking, oh, we're going to get back in time, yeah. but I should have trusted, like we did, but I couldn't, you know, because I hadn't practised it. I was a bit like, oh, is that going to work? Um, but I am a fast walker too, so I don't mind, you know, walking up. I most probably walk faster up a hill than I do to run it. So, um, yeah, I would definitely put that into practice. Mm. I thought it was probably um, easier to do a, a walk-run-like strategy on the night course because on the day course there were some parts where you had to walk, like in the gully, for example. Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think because I've been always a checkpoint person, even when we did Clint Eastwood, I you know, it's the same course day and night. Um, I just knew where I had to walk and where I had to run. Whereas this one, yeah, with the change through the day. But then as we went back onto the day loop again, I just went from my, you know, gate to gate. But then I guess there was less people around you. So I was trying to find a way where I could stay around people as well. Mm. Um, 
and we were like I was really lucky I guess being at the back of the pack <laughs> you know we got to you know have Harvey around and he was really great to listen to and have a chat to and you know some of the other runners um you know the local girls as well that was really nice as well to be able to chat with them do you remember there was a couple of like there was a few hours at night where it was like really misty and like all you could <sighs> see when you thought headlamp was like mist was that yeah, coming up towards the farm and the farm again like early morning that was like spooky kind of misty yeah. Yeah. Good. It was like being in a Harry Potter movie or something when like, you came up and you'd just see the lights come up, you know, from the people's torches, but it was just all mist and those two black trees. And I was wondering if, you know, as the race went on, you know, in, into the days, if that went, you know, if that with like with halluc the hallucinations, how, you know, the boys if it was still misty like that, how they would have gone, because I just thought that was real trippy. <laughs> so once the sun came up and it started getting warmer and you were back on the day course, did it give you a, like a new um, lease of life? Like did you feel all energised again and ready to go? Well, oh, that's when I had my breakdown. So <laughs> when, when it started getting warmer again. Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah. after that I felt energised. Like we had... um. We had a bath in the morning too, didn't we, Kirsty? A little around loop 27, 28 maybe. Yeah, I a, didn't eat in a bath and all that, and that really helped, you know, just feeling dry and fresh again. Yeah. Was that just like a little portable sort of bath, was it? Yeah, just a little bucket and a cloth. No, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I did have a shower at loop 34. Because um, I came in with 22 minutes spare. Um, that was nice. Um, so, yeah, definitely so, nice to have a bit of, yeah, change of clothes. Yeah. And don't you got to mention our little spray that we put on when we left our tent so we would smell nice. And so many people commented about it on the run. They're like, who smells nice? And we're like, oh, that's our coconut spray. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, Liv, if you did your 34th lap in, like, 38 minutes, um, how come you dropped after 35? I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. I was done. I didn't want to go back into the night again on my own. Like, like I felt like I was on my own. Yeah. There was only about 10 other men left. And like I said earlier, they all had pretty massive PBs. I was... You know, ten loops. Up was ten. Oh, being with ten loops. Um, I felt like I didn't have it. You know, there was no reason for me to be there anymore. Kirsty was out. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I regret it, of course, but yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> because you'd broken the track record. Like, like you said, you were fifth all time in Australia, female for backyard ultras. So, I mean. Like you've just done so much. I guess part of part of it was probably the weight of the achievement may have just been too much of a reward to keep going, I guess. And was it like if you did do 36, would have that been a night loop? Yeah, so I was heading back out on the first night loop, second night. 
um, and I turned around. Um, and I think, uh, no offence, Tim, but if he had told me um, that, you know, 38 would be like top three Australian female or something like that, at that time my mind would have said, yeah, let's go, you know. It, all it takes for a competitive brain to keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. You would, have, you would have been tired too. You would have been really oh, tired. I was so tired, very, very tired. But my body, I could still run. Um, so that's why where all the regrets come in. Um, yeah. And I was, you know, never been been past, you know, anything like 230 kilometres I've always seen as I've never been in that state before. So it is a bit scary and, you know, daunting and all that. And, you know, go heading back into the night loop. There's only um, 11 or 12 of us out on the, out on the course. What will happen if I, you know, fall asleep or trip or, you know, you have all those thoughts in your head as well. But you're starting to prepare. And there was yeah. some, um, like, there was one or two, like, aggressive drivers on the road at night time, too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So that would have. Yeah, they were crazy, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. They weren't too happy with the runners on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was, um, they came past yelling stuff, and then I just heard, and because it was so misty, and then I just heard burnouts. And of course, you just think, oh my gosh, there's, you know, some runners back there that could be by themselves. You know, I hope they're okay. Like, yeah, yeah it was quite frightening. Yeah. So yeah, like when you're only when the when you're doing a night loop and there's less people out there, it definitely would play on your mind, especially like when you're sleep deprived and starting to get a bit paranoid and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Um, um I'll definitely like I'll do another back at Ultra. It's just you you gotta get to that 35 loops again and how to get there. <laughs> you know. You get experience, so I know what not to do, what to change next time. Um, Kirsty and I, we decided we're not going to do the next one together. We, we're going to try and not do it as a team. The next one, see if that will make a difference because I got very caught up in doing this together as a team, um, which is great because you always have someone to lean on. But when she dropped out, it's like I'm all by myself. How can I, how can I do this by myself? So... Yeah, it'd be interesting to do it on my own next time. Or not on my own because there'd be plenty of people out on the course, but without my my training partner in crime, you know. Yeah. 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 So I think it's we've just got to do more mindset kind of stuff as well, like, um, you know, I guess practising the what-ifs as well when you're out when you're out doing your training runs and, you know, kind of replay worst case scenarios and things like that in your head so you can be more prepared for it when it does happen. Mm, um, yeah. I don't know if that, if that would make a difference, but, you know, I've been loving listening to your podcast because everything, everyone I listen to, I get a tip out and I remember someone's stomach was, you know, they said they've got an upset stomach and I'm like, oh, someone mentioned have a marshmallow. I've got some of you on them. <laughs> Just, you know, I just find, <laughs> and I think um, Aaron talked about mindset and that, so I think in one of his podcasts. So I think that's something that both Liv and I could most probably work on as well. Um, my philosophy is, though, the longer I'm out there running, I don't have to make lunches, um, clean up after the kids or 
<laughs> listen to the fighting. So that was mine, you know, stay out there as long as possible um, so I don't have to deal with any of that. Yeah. I do love my children, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think um, I've been thinking about it a little bit and I think leading into the Masters I was so obsessed, well, not obsessed, but I was so focused on staying fresh and for as long as possible, feeling good for as long as possible. I wasn't ready for the time or for the period of time once it got hard. And that first loop, it got hard. I just, I timed out and I, I still am trying to figure out what happened, but um, I'm going to make up for it at birdies, that's for sure. Yeah. Because I, I remember chatting to you on a loop um, and you, you, I know you were saying it is so cold, I'm really cold. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think it was the cold that got to you? Uh, I think it was a mixture of the cold and I think I must have not been having enough calories because I just ran out of energy. Um, yeah. My tail, I was drinking tailwind out there as well. It was like holding an ice block in my hand because it was so cold. Uh, um, yeah. I had to switch to the vest and put it in my vest so I wasn't holding it. Yeah. So, and while I was out there as well, I kept on thinking, okay, next next break I'll put on my pants, but I just didn't. Um, mm -hmm. Next break I'll put on another layer and yeah, uh, I just didn't. I just didn't, or I might have, but not enough. So I just yeah. got cold. Yeah. Did you have someone throwing you? Yeah, my girlfriend was there, and we. Yeah. I had everything written out, like nutrition plan all written out, but we didn't plan enough for the cold. Like, yeah. I had the clothes there. I should have just put them on. And But I, in, yeah. in retrospect, if I was to do it again, I would try warm like a warm broth or vegetable soup or something like that to just warm up my insides yeah mm. i think that really helps we had pumpkin soup and we had risotto and yeah. we took little thermoses so um and little yeti cups as well so we could just keep drink having a few mouthfuls every time we came back so we didn't have to have a lot but it would just stay warm for us so the crew could have a sleep if you know and leave it out for us a week but then just have a few mouthfuls. I don't think that did help because that did keep us warm. And yeah. a hot water bottle, I think that really helped as well. Because, mm. like, I was drinking the tailwind and it was just, like, almost freezing. So my body would have been working hard to, like, warm up that freezing tailwind in my body. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was so sure I was going to make it to 30 hours, so I was pretty disappointed. But... Not every race can go to plan, I guess. So. Yeah. And as long as you learn from them, I think, I think that's a big key, yeah. key part is just learning each time. And I think, but I think changing temperature is massive as well. Like I think we did one training run and it got to 10 degrees and we were like trying our thermals and everything out and we were so cold at 10 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> up here but i think that was a really good insight for us otherwise we would have turned up with no thermals and yeah. just what we wear every day and then we ended up going to buy warm leggings and you know more jackets. thermal tops and jackets and stuff because we just yeah up here we're not prepared for that we're like the complete opposite yeah um did, did you go back to a hotel when you finished or did you stay on on course the whole 
rest of the time before you went home? No, we uh, went back to the hotel um, that night and then we went back out to the course the next day to pack up and then I think we went went home and had a rest and then we went back out again. And then before we left, we, um, we left at like 4.30 in the morning and we called Bath Pass to watch them do their 5 o'clock loop, right. which was pretty cool, yeah. yeah. But who would have thought we got home and they were still running? It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, um, did you think, like, when you left, were you thinking to yourself, oh, did you think that they would make 100 or did you have any ideas yeah. about what they would do? Yeah, I, I had a feeling because they looked so strong. Yeah. And I think we must have left around 76 loops or around that number. I can't really remember, but, you know, Sam and Harvey just like having a banter out on the course, like everyone was in such a good mood. Um, yeah, I had a strong feeling that they were going to make it. Yeah. What about I think Kirsty, Kirsty as well, thinking the same. Mm. Yeah, but, I'm just still blown away that they've backed it up. Like Harvey doing bad water and Sam doing another backyard ultra, like yeah. just incredible, like absolute machines. Um. Yeah, so soon after. I'm still yeah. in recovery mode and not doing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was pretty um, impressed with uh, Harvey Lewis doing his 90, knowing that he was going to do bad water like two weeks later. Like I just thought, like I don't, I, I just assumed that he would probably go maybe 70 and then finish then because he had bad water so soon but he was there to win it he wasn't there to just show up and yeah. have a training run yeah, yeah. Cool. it was so like just such a beautiful man like such a yeah it was just I you know I didn't really know much about him so you know I didn't know what to expect but yeah just so down to earth and just so genuine and just yeah, yeah really lovely yeah i have to say f1 kirsty makes friends with everyone out on course so if anyone gets to ever run a backyard ultra with kirsty you very lucky because she's <laughs> such a lovely person to run with <laughs> so yeah <laughs> oh, it may annoy people and you can tell me if it doesn't you can tell me to go away and not no, talk to you that's fine <laughs> i just find yeah. talking makes the rate the loop go quicker so yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, yeah, I just, I really wish, um, I guess, like the males did, they form groups when they're running. And I really hope more females start doing backyard ultras and, you know, us forming those groups really early on and, you know, building those friendships because I think that's where we're going to see more women um, do amazing things. Mm. And, you know, we've got, so many amazing backyard ultras and it's not just uh, runners it's not just the people that are at the top even the ones that only do the one or two loops they're just as inspiring and i think there was mel who hadn't trained for i don't know hadn't trained for it but you know she was just i'm gonna go do it and i think she did like 12 or 13 loops didn't she was it she said, oh, I'm lucky if I do three, and she ended up doing 12 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that's just awesome like and um Katie like she did amazing and Lauren I think Lauren was going to give up and each loop she came back out again and it was just so lovely to see and that I get so much joy out of that I love mm. just watching 
people do their best. And I love chatting to them as well. <laughs> um, one thing um, I did run about a half a loop during the day. It was probably about the sixth hour with Harvey Lewis, and I wasn't I wasn't um, carrying any water with me or any um, liquid. And he couldn't believe it. Like, aren't you carrying any um, water? I said, oh, nah. He goes, oh, man, you got to drink water. you got to drink water. So wow. uh, I was almost, I was thinking to myself, oh, nah, nah. And then I realised, oh, hang on, this is Harvey Lewis telling me I should drink water out, take my water bottle with me. So I took out a water bottle with me for the every single loop after that, and I'm going to do it yeah. every single loop from now on at every single Backyard Ultra, that's for sure. See, I don't do that. I didn't take any water with me during the first day and the night loop. I only started on the second day taking um, water and tailwind with me out on the loop. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Just find it annoying. I don't yeah. I don't feel like I need it. Yeah, I do. Maybe I'll run further next time if I keep <laughs> yeah. it. He had like a fridge in his pants though. Like I said to him, what have you got in your fridge? Like <laughs> we just kept pulling out like bottles and food. He had it all like just in like it must have been on his shorts or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, so going into the race, you obviously would have, like, known about Phil Gore, um, but this would have been the first time, like, you would have run with him and in a backyard ultra and probably seen him run as well. So um, seeing him firsthand in a race where he broke the world record, did you leave Dead Cow Gully with, like, an impression of, like, how good he is and what makes him so good? I started chatting to him on loop five or something and I asked what his name was. And when he said his name was Phil, I felt a bit embarrassed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're a record holder. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, I, I know that he's a really good runner, so I should have known. But I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they were, like I think they all were pretty capable of, you know, running 70-plus loops but breaking the world record. I'm, I'm not too sure because you've got to be two people to break the world record. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, I knew it was an amazing runner. I just didn't recognise his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be um, like he he still looked like after 102 loops as fresh as he did when he started loop one. I didn't actually get, I didn't speak to him at all, but I spoke to Gemma and she is an incredible woman and behind every good man is an amazing woman and that's her, like what she does and how she crews him and supports him is just so beautiful to watch. Um, you know, not every, you know, everyone has that. Um, I can't imagine my husband coming to crew me at a backyard ultra. He just goes, oh, look after the kids, you go and do your thing. <laughs> But, yeah, I I can't wait to see what he can achieve. And as Liv said, you need two people to get there. But I just think he could go and go. Like I, I, I couldn't say where he could stop. I know he has his spreadsheet to, I think he said 100 and something, but I think he needs to put it to 200 because, honestly, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, incredible machine. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, so, Kirsty, you've made it to 32. Liv, you've made it to 35. Have you thought about 
goals like if you like what you want to do next in a backyard ultra I want to get to 35 again, and then I'm just going to do one loop at a time. That's what my brain's going to tell me, nothing else. Yeah. Don't think about any yeah. big numbers and just work on my mental strength and I'll get as far as I want to go, I think. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I would love to get... I think when I did Clint Eastwood, my goal was I really wanted to get over uh, to 35. Um, and so with this event, I really wanted to get to that. But, you know, who knows? I may have only been able to do one or two more loops. But I think if I found someone who wanted to chat with me the whole way, who knows? <laughs> I could just run for days. No, um, I would love to get you know, I think it'd be cool to try and get through another night. Like if you started in the day to try and get through two nights, I think that would be pretty awesome. But, you know, that's still quite a few loops away from what I've just done. So, yeah, I'd say that might be my goal to try and, you know, get into the second night. It would be pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but everything's got to fall into place. Like, you know, you've got to have... We have a good lead up. You could do all the training in the world for these events and, you know, it might just not be your day. But that's okay, you know. Mm. But the problem is you've trained so hard to be able to run for that many days that, you know, you'd be disappointed with yourself. But yeah. that's the hardest bit. You put in the training, you want an outcome, but at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is and you've just got to, yeah, go with it, I think. But, Yeah. I think anyone, honestly, anyone out there could, you know, do a backyard ultra. And, you know, as Liv and I, we started off at, you know, 15, 17 loops and then we went to 24 and now we've gone into the 30s. So, and we're just everyday mums, like, you know, we run around after our kids, our husbands work away week on, week off. Um, so, you know, if we can do it, anyone can. So, yeah, I I don't know. I'm going to say I'd like to go for 48 hours. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you definitely have that in you too, Kirsty. I know that. So on a good day, we'll both yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. Together. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to do another one together. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Liv, I see you've got another marathon in Bali coming up soon as well. Is that right? Yeah, so it's in another five weeks. Um, you know, I signed up for Bali Marathon and then I uh, asked for leave and then I bought the flight tickets. So it's like a reverse order <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's my 40th um, in four weeks' time. So I thought, okay, why not treat myself to a family holiday and a marathon in Bali? I think... Marathons are, you know, my favourite distance and event, yes. maybe, after back at Ultras. Not too sure. But <laughs> at least it has a finish line, which I love. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's yeah. a Bali Backyard Ultra. Oh, no idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's going to be a bit of fun. But I also, you know, yesterday was a big test for me where I'm at with mm -hmm. my marathon training. So, 
yeah, and yesterday it, it was, I'm not going to say easy, but it was, it went a lot better than I expected. So um, I'll do my absolute best to get another good PB in five weeks' time during um, the Bali Marathon. Yeah, I, I imagine that would be a um, a pretty nice one to do. Like, I can't, I don't know what the route is, but I imagine it would be nice and warm and a lot of things to look at. Yeah, like I haven't really checked out the course. I've checked the elevation and it's about the same as and the early one. And we do train in a lot of, you know, the humidity and the hot weather up here. So I don't think that's going to be an issue either. And um, hopefully there'll be some more people out on the course cheering. And, mm. um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. be a good experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thanks, both of you, for coming on. It's been awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. For having us. Um, they would have thought the girls from the Wit Sundays are on yeah. <laughs> your podcast. Yeah. We've listened to them all and it's funny when we're on our runs we talk about your podcast oh, and really? what people have seen. So yeah. to be on here is an absolute honour. Like, oh, thanks, thanks, Liv. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it on my own. Yeah, but we like a married couple. Yeah. Well done again on both your performances at um, Dead Cow Gully as well because it wasn't easy and you both obviously, like you I mean, you did so well. Yeah, thank you. So did you. I mean, just any, you know, completing over 20 loops or even over 15 loops is a massive achievement. So, and in those conditions during night, so you should be proud of yourself as well. Yeah. well done. I've just got to remember like, Four or five years ago, I wouldn't have even been able to do two hours. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty See? good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Like, yeah. and that's what I think. I'm like, who would have thought that? You know, I, I and honestly, I don't even I don't even feel like the race has happened. And I don't. Liv and I talked about this the other day. I, it's a really weird feeling. Like you. I guess you finish these races and then you're straight back to being a mum. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for other people, but I feel like it's never happened. I just feel like I'm really tired and, I, yeah, it doesn't even feel real. Just and like I'm hoping dream. that, like, I, yeah, I had a little bit of a light bulb moment the other day and I was like, oh, I just did, you know, 32 loops, but it still hasn't sunk in at all. Yeah. <laughs> but you know as you said it's, I don't think it matters even just doing one loop like I just encourage anyone out there who wants to run and you know doesn't think they can come and do a backyard ultra it's the best environment it's so encouraging and if you run one loop if you don't finish the first loop it doesn't matter either you know you've given it a go and you'll get that little you know buzz and want to do it again and come back and then hopefully do two loops and then three and Next, you know, they've run a marathon. That's the yeah. best part about it. Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I, I love the social aspect of it. Like, like we were saying, like you see all the drama. All the crew get to mingle if they want to. All the runners can run with people the whole time if they want to. There's, there's so much fun. That they are. And what are, you, what are your plans for Herdies? Are you? Um. Well, Herdies. I've, I've bought my tickets for it i so i'm doing a live i've bought my tickets but i haven't bought my flights yet and i haven't organized my leave yet so um but i will is that the one in a few weeks 
Oh, no, that's – so Birdies is in a few. Oh, Birdies. Oh, there's two. Sorry, I get confused. I thought that was the same name, but one was front yard, one was yeah, backyard. No, they're easy to get confused. <laughs> but, yeah, so Birdies, I'm um, – that's only here on the 4th of August it is. So we fly – we leave here. Our flight leaves at, like, 6.30 in the morning. I've got a van hired. And Birdies, the location of Birdies is actually about a two and a half hour drive away from Perth, like in the middle of wow. nowhere. And it's like a yep. camping ground. So I've got a, van, a camper van and with, and it's going to be in a powered um, spot. And um, so we camp there overnight and then the race starts at 10 in the morning. And then um, the flight leaves on the Tuesday afternoon, I think. So, um, I should be finished by then, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we that's been living our problem whenever we do races. We're like, oh yeah, we'll just book it for the, like this day, but then we're like still running. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been like, and then you th stress about, oh, I've got to get to my plane. So we were like, this time if we drive, there's no excuses. We have to stay yeah. to the end. But <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh well, I wish you. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I drove as well. I thought, oh, if I drive, I don't have to wait at the plane. And I was thinking, oh, Wednesday, if I leave on Wednesday, I should get back on time because I had to work on the Saturday night. And I was thinking, oh, I might still be going on the Wednesday. <laughs> I didn't even get flights. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got a dream, though, don't we? Yeah. That's what it's yeah. all about. Yeah. Well, all the very best for um, your run then. I can't wait to follow you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and Phil's really... not going to be in it, so you could win it. Yeah, well, um, he's going to be there um, as a race director, so that will be fun. Um, yeah. And um, there'll be a lot of w WAs. Like, there's always a lot of good runners from there. Um, mm. Aaron Young's going to be there, so that will be good. Yeah. Um, he's doing Hall. a massive bike ride. Oh, to get for big, so he doesn't need to do a big one this time. No, <laughs> he, he said he wants to do 48 hours. Brad Halls will be there. He was the guy who was crewing for Aaron Young. He's he's going to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I really, really yeah. want to make, I really, really want to redeem myself for my uh, performance at the Masters. You don't need to redeem yourself. You did amazing. You should be so proud of it. Have they got some um, female runners doing it as um, well? Is there some big names there? Well, I know that there's no time to die, not all that, only a few weeks after birdies. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and Jess Smith is doing that. So I'm assuming, actually, she, I, look, I don't know. I should, she might be yeah. doing birdies. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. field will be released soon, so we'll find out. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, enjoy, have fun, and just remember when it gets hard, just keep smiling. Yeah, I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, smiling right. fixes everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, um, thanks both of you for coming on. All the best in Bali, Liv. Thank you. And, um, Kirsty, I'll see you in Herdy, at Herdy's as well. Yeah, definitely. Sounds good. Yeah, awesome. Well, Thank you for having us. No worries. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you could share, comment, like, subscribe, all of that. If you've got any feedback, shoot me a message. Hope you have a great day. See ya.